0: A friend of mine used to work for Canada Border Services. One of their jobs a few years ago was to uh, spot counterfeit products as they were coming across the border in large numbers and headed for stores and street corners here. Uh, Famous things that were being knocked off and sold for next to nothing. And it's interesting that Although most people, and you, you start talking about this, most people say, hey, it's, it's unethical, it's, it's illegal, I would never do that, and besides, it's probably crap and I would never buy it. The market for counterfeit products is a massive one, and I think you'd be surprised at how big this market is. Kai Yu Wang is an associate pro- uh, professor of marketing at Brock University's Goodman School of Business. Professor, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. good. Uh, how big an industry is this?
1: According to a, a status report in, 2000, back in 2009, is the estimated value of counterfeit products over 1.7 trillion dollars. Trillion with a T.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's phenomenal. What, what kinds of things are we talking about here? Uh, because right now, you know, the,
1: even though the, most of the government over the world try to um, avoid the counterfeit product uh, transactions, but the market is growing substantially.
0: What kinds of things? Purses and watches, and what, what are uh, we talking about here?
1: Right now, uh, you, can, that's you can name it, uh, but uh, in my study, we specifically focus on luxury products, for example, handbags and uh, clothes shoes sunglasses
0: you know I, I and i know your your press release said this and I, I i kind of talked about it in the in the introduction we all think it's illegal and we all think it's unethical yet we continue to buy it why, why do you think that's so
1: yep um so in this study actually we found that uh people Get counterfeit products not just only because they are cheap. They want to enhance their self-image, and we also found that uh, people would experience thrill of the hunt, and sometimes people like to be part of a secret society.
0: Isn't it funny? Because if you want to buy a a purse that's a Chanel or a or a Guess purse or a Coach purse. Uh, and you see one that looks just like it, but doesn't have a name on it. Mm-hmm. We will pass that up, and we will buy the the generic or the the counterfeit one that says Coach, but isn't a real one instead, because we want that association with a with a luxury product, right? We're still mm-hmm. there, right? Right. That's that's fascinating because I you know it's funny because I thought we'd we'd kind of pass that, but um, do we feel guilty about it? Yeah, of course,
1: people uh, would feel guilty. So in our study, we found that people would come up with some neutralization strategies to uh, overcome the guilty.
0: What happens if people find out that you're buying a counterfeit product? How do people react to that? Um,
1: we, um, there are two techniques that we found people most often use. Mm -hmm. uh, One is uh, what we call denial of responsibility because they would think that, oh, lots of counterfeit products out there. And because our study participants are all Chinese consumers, Mm -hmm. so that's all luxury products are made in China. So they can get counterfeit product easily. And some would, uh, the other technique they use is called appealing to higher loyalties. That means that um, they would think, oh, I don't really care about the brand. I care about the design. I really like the design of the product. I don't really care about the logo.
0: <laughs> so people actually at, at some point will say that they prefer the counterfeit product to the real thing in order to rationalize? Yeah. That's fascinating. What a What an interesting part of our psyche here. Um, How did you find all of this stuff? I mean, uh, were people very upfront about, yes, I I buy counterfeit products? Um, So because
1: uh, most of the the studies in this area use survey studies, but in this study, we do uh, interviews. And we try to recruit people who have experience or their family, their friends, they have experience purchasing uh, counterfeit products and try to prove what they think about that experience.
0: I know this isn't necessarily part of your research, but how easy are these counterfeit products to find in this day and age?
1: Um, As we know from our participants, there are some um, markets, counterfeit product markets in China, Mm -hmm. but some of them told us that, so one of the motivations is that they like the the three of the hunt of being part of the secret society because you cannot easily get on street right right they so they you, like
0: they like hanging out at the flea market kind of looking in the back alleys for
1: right you. and also some of them need to be introduced by their friend and they will tell you where to meet the person and they will show you <laughs> the shop
0: wow interesting stuff professor thank you for this You're welcome. Good to talk to you. Kai Yu Wang is an associate professor of marketing at uh, the Goodman School of Business at Brock University. Uh, The demand for for counterfeit brands is growing. $1.77 trillion and growing every year. No sign of slowing down. We buy the stuff. Um, Sometimes we'll deny that we buy the stuff. But we do, obviously, because the market is huge. Do you? Do you buy counterfeit products, knowingly? Knowing that somewhere they're probably being built by slave labor? Uh, Knowing that you're using a, a logo that really isn't real? Does any of it bother you? Have you ever been caught out buying something at a legitimate store and found out that it was a counterfeit product? That was a big problem with fragrances for a long time. Even some of the biggest department stores and drug stores in Canada were found to be carrying counterfeit fragrances.